You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live, but we, as you know, gang, we got to let it breathe just for a moment. Hold your horses. I know everyone's excited, but we got to let it breathe just for a minute here as we bring on our Facebook family and get everybody under the same roof here. And we'll get this party started tonight. Hope everyone's doing well. And we're good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Pods. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me, my fellow football priest and the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. Zach, it's been a pretty sleepy Monday in Broncos country relative to any hot news or, you know, juicy rumors we can sink our teeth into. But hey, let not your hearts be troubled. We have Austin Schlotman on the show tonight. It's going to be a guest. And we have confirmation how to pronounce his last name from the man himself. After, like I told him, I've been mispronouncing it for months now. It is Schlotman, and I'm so happy and excited to talk to him. It's just already in the green room. What a relatable, what a, a very personable, uh, nice guy. And I can't wait to pick his brain about the Broncos uh, this coming season. So, guys, real quick, before we bring Austin on and introduce you, just a couple of quick reminders of how this is going to work. Uh, we have some questions that we want to, to ask him, obviously, that are on our minds. We will take a super chat or two. So if you have direct question for Austin, get it in. And we, John will keep an eye out for the beast himself. And uh, we'll have a good time. Uh, make sure real quick, guys, uh, before we grab Austin, follow the show on Twitter at HuddleUpPod and the main account at Mile High Huddle. And you're also going to want to follow Austin on Twitter at AustinS95. All right. And normally, Zach, we would go through a five-minute segment go through our matters of business then dive into some real content but nah, this man has a life to lead right? right this is a professional football player he's got fish to fry so without further ado let's bring on austin schlopman to the show and thank goodness austin for the denver broncos sending out a media guide that tells us how to pronounce your name oh, austin yeah. schlopman welcome to the show thanks for joining us man appreciate it i'm excited so, so here we go and the first thing i wanted to uh, launch into here is a little game of Wikipedia fact or fiction, okay? Now, Austin, of course, is a professional football player and former player at TCU. He's got himself a Wikipedia page, shocker. But I just have two questions off your Wikipedia, fact, fiction. The first being, it says here that you went to high school with Cortland Sutton. And, of course, everybody knows Cortland Sutton, Denver Broncos wide receiver. Fact or fiction, and if it's fact, Austin, what was it like – it, wasn't he a, a safety in high school? Yeah. So fact, yeah, we, we, we've been playing sports together since we were about five. Um, started kind of with T-ball and then worked in the little league football and basketball and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, um, high school, he was a safety also played tight end next to me. I was a right tackle. Um, our senior year, he was kind of our biggest option at tight end. So, uh, he played a little tight end, and then they'd split him out on third downs, and he'd run down the field and catch passes like he does, still does today. Um, but yeah, great guy, awesome teammate, awesome friend. I'm glad to be here with him. Okay, one more, Zach, and then I know you got a question or two. And John, we'll we'll grab a few questions that we have queued up, and anyone in the community here. Um, fact or fiction? All right. Um, as a it says here that, uh, let's see, as a true freshman, 
TCU won the Big 12 championship, ranking third in the final polls after blowing out Ole Miss 42-3 in the Peach Bowl and that you went on to start 29 games for TCU in the next three seasons and was named second team all Big 12 as a junior in 16. That was also a fact. We got snubbed out of the playoffs the first year. I'm not scared to talk about it. We were, <laughs> we were ranked number three or three or four going into the last week of the season. We didn't have a Big 12 championship, but we played Iowa State and beat them by like 50 points or something, and they bumped us down to number six. And we played Ole Miss, and well, I mean, y'all know the score. I mean, we should have we should have been in that playoff, but you know what? It's, it's okay. Austin, first of all, thank you for coming on tonight, and giving us your time. I want to mm-hmm. change gears a bit to the Broncos. Tell you know me, Chad, and our viewers as well. Tell us how you feel about training at multiple spots along the offensive line, guard, center. Where do you feel most comfortable versus where do you think you'll be deployed this year by Mike Munchak and the coaching staff? Um, you know, I've been kind of <clears throat> cross training like that since college. I mean, I played center in college. I played both guard spots. Um, so it really started there and understanding the center position really helps switching back and forth to the guard spots because you know kind of what everybody's supposed to do. So there's not really a, uh, like a learning curve. It's more of the technique and figuring out the footwork and everything. Um, but I enjoy it. It's a challenge. Um, it's fun though. Um, yeah, um, and wherever talking about where I'll be this season, it's kind of wherever they need me. I'm I'm ready for whatever Munchak needs me to do. I want to grab two quick super chats, getting your attention here. One um, from Michaela. She is a big member, community maven for us. We call her the Duchess in our community. She's just here every single night supporting the cause, and she wants to thank you personally for joining us, Mister Slopeman, from Michaela Parker in Denver. Absolutely. I got Thanks another one uh, from uh, Sam Bam real quick. <clears throat> He's uh, good evening, Broncos country. Hope everyone's doing well. Remember, it's pronounced Schlotman, not <laughs> Schlotman. <laughs> Oops, Super I mispronounced clear. the spelling. 55 days till kickoff, go Broncos. Yep. And then one more uh, real quick here from uh, Chase Wellner. He has an actual question. Thank you guys for the Super Chats. You know, we appreciate your support. Chase says, hey, Austin, I was curious on your general thoughts so far rego- uh, regarding the new general manager, George Payton. Personally, I've been really impressed, despite technically being a rookie GM first year, for what it's worth. You don't call him rookie GM. He doesn't come across like one. I don't know what your experience has been on that front, Austin, or how much you really want to talk about that, but yeah. that's from I mean, Chase Palmer. I've gotten the chance to talk to him um, quite a few times, and he's really a down-to-earth person, um, really about how everyone's feeling, and um, just like we'll come ask you how your day's going, what you're up to this weekend, just kind of like that, just very down-to-earth. Um Brings a very good vibe to the to the facility. He means business, but also is down there like that. Oh, Stewart, just Stu McPeak, Zeus, uh, just dropping in forty nine ninety nine super. He is the founding father of the podcast, Austin. He is the you know the most generous guy you'll ever come across. We appreciate you, Stu. He goes, "Hi, Austin. Thanks for taking the time to join us this evening. You are a rock star." Austin, I have one question real quick for you. We are months removed from last season and the stench of that, and we're days you know, away from training camp. Optimism is running high. Von Miller recently said this is the most talented team the Broncos have had in, in many years. What is the feeling like inside of Dove Valley right now? Is it optimism? Are you guys you know, expecting a playoff berth? Tell us you know, the pulse of the Broncos. Um, I think it's definitely optimistic. I think we have all the talent in the world. Um, but now we basically just have to go out in the field and do what we're supposed to do. Um, that's, I mean, 
you, you know how it goes. You got to show up to training camp and really take those practices seriously and get better every day because if we get better every day, we'll be good enough to do something like that. But we've got to improve, and it starts with day one. All right, we got one from one of your fellow trenchmen. All right, Graham Glasgow. He says, I heard you're a pretty good golfer. Who on the team can beat you on the course? All right, now we're getting some some dirt here on uh, these guys' golf game. Yeah, um, I, I can play a little golf. Um, there's quite a few guys on the team that can beat me. Um, Brett Rippon, I mean, I, I've been graced to be his partner in some scrambles and won some money with him. Um, but I can tell you one thing, Graham's not beating me. Flex. All right, <laughs> all right. One more real quick, Zach, for Austin here from um, Bandy wants to know, what is your most interesting hobby that you do in the offseason that is not gaming or golf-related? And on top of that, I just want to piggyback, Austin, that I heard you have had quite a, a watershed offseason, something very unique, and, and uh, that you might want to tell everybody what you've been up to. Um, yeah, so kind of started the offseason. Um, we got married. Me and my wife got married um, in March. I uh, got to go to Hawaii on the honeymoon, no really hiccups with COVID. It was perfect. It was super fun. Um, yeah, that was, that was amazing. Gotten to go to a few friends' weddings. It's kind of been the, been what we've been doing this off season. Um, hobbies other than, other than golf and gaming though. Um, my wife and I really love to cook. So, uh, we whip it up in the kitchen a little bit. Basically every night we've got some new kind of recipe going on and yeah, it's super fun. Real quick, sorry, Zach. I'm sorry. On the cooking topic, we can circle back if we need to. But do you guys have you ever tried the uh, Hello Fresh? They're not a sponsor of the show, but you know the ones where they ship you the ingredients. Mm-hmm. You got the you got the recipe ready to go. It's pretty like cut and dry, but it's actually fun. Takes some of the pressure off having to like go shopping and figure out what you need. I don't know if you guys have ever tried that. We we haven't tried that. My wife's kind of like alone time therapy thing is going to the grocery store. She loves it. Um, <laughs> she, she goes to like four different ones every Sunday and stocks up for the week. Um, so we've usually got stuff planned out for the week. So we haven't really gotten into that kind of stuff, but I'm sure at some point we'll, we'll try it and always into trying something new. Uh, Austin, real quick. I actually had the same question and EJ uh, ch- chimed in here. Austin, who has been the most challenging defensive player you had to block in your career up until now? Um, hmm, that's, that's a tough one. Um, my first couple of years, I mean, obviously having Derek Wolf around was, was very challenging. Um, but we definitely got each other better. Um, a few little scuffles on the field and whatnot, but no, that happens. Um, Chris Jones, I mean, obviously for the Chiefs, he's an all pro pro bowler. He's very good. Um, lots of guys. I mean, everybody, you, you show up and you play on Sundays, there's going to be really good players across from you every week. So you just got to be prepared. I have one more real quick, Chad, for Austin. This is just a personal uh, query for you. On the spot, gun to your head right now, Broncos record prediction, and 17-0 doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, 17-0 sounds good to me. 16-1, <laughs> then. Yeah, that works, too. That'll be playoffs. That's all we need. Quickly, a message here from Young Hog eight oh six with a message for Austin. What's up, fellas? Howdy, Austin. Go Broncos. What's up? Thank you. Um, all right, so I got a question for you, and I I don't know, John. Have we seen Papa Schlopman in the chat yet? Okay, that's all right. This is a message for Papa Schlopman. I'm dying to know, and Austin, maybe maybe uh, if you, I know you're not quite sure on this, but I want an answer on this. 
I'm a guitar guy. I'm a music guy. I love music. And I, and I've heard that from you that your dad is a guitar builder, musician. I want to know what wood he is using to build his own personal guitars. This guy is building his own guitars. What's it like to have that guy as your dad? I'm texting him right now. Um, but it's great, man. He, he definitely threw a guitar in my hand very early on. Um, alongside the, the, the cleats is. and the skates. There he is. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was, he's awesome. He, and he's the one that got me into cooking. He's the, he's the head chef in the house. Um, always got some good recipes, cinnamon stuff. And yeah, it's great. I don't know what kind of wood he's using. I'm trying to get that answer right now for you. Don, Don, tell us in the chat, what wood you're using on the, on the body there. And also did Don show you a little, Oh, there ash and go. cherry, ash and cherry. Interesting. Uh, did he show you a little smoke on the water when you were learning guitar? Very early. See, Very I early. know these things. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. All right. Back to just some football for a second. So it's really cool that uh, you've you've been, um, I think, very fortunate in when you first came into the league. You got Sean Coogler, who had left UTEP, the head coach, comes to the Denver Broncos for, as a position coach. You get him as a rookie in 18. Then you get Mike Munchak, 2019, last year as well. What's it been like? Because Broncos fans, we everyone hears about the legend of Mike Munchak, and he's such a revered offensive line coach. Um, and, and sometimes the legend gets blown out of proportion for people, depending on who it is. Sometimes peop- these, these men, these people, they live up to the legend. What's it been like for you learning from a guy like Mike Munchak? Um, it's, been, it's been amazing, honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of – in the headspace of wanting to be a coach after I'm done and doing that. And the stuff that I've learned from him is invaluable. I mean, he's, he's got an answer to basically everything and any problem you're having and um, very good at kind of relating to his players on a personal level and teaching different ways and understanding how people learn. Um, not really, can't really say enough good things about how much coaches. Very interesting. Zach, if you want to grab this one, and then after Fernando, I want to grab one from Dave from Georgia, and then we'll see where we're at on time because we we don't want to keep Austin too long. He's a busy man. Of course. Fernando Cholametes, I believe I'm not butchering your name, Ch- uh, chimes in here, 999 Super. Thank you, Fernando. He goes, Austin, hope you're well. Uh, what are you and the other offensive linemen doing in order to prepare for yourself uh, yourself for the long season? Um, we've been we've been grinding, man. We've been uh, We've been working out kind of – there's some people go different places during the off season, but we've had a group at the facility um, for most of the off season. Um, we've just been getting after it, man, trying to get stronger, faster, um, better technique. We're working on that stuff um, just together on the side and stuff. Um, going to some dinners, keeping the camaraderie good. Um, just trying to do everything we can. <clears throat> on that topic, how important is it? How much does it really matter? You know, I read a lot of um, player biographies, you know, and we have a show for our premium subscribers. It's called Broncos Book Club, where we read like a Broncos oriented book. And it's really nerdy football stuff. And you often hear about when when you're talking quarterbacks that they're taught early enough and, hey, take care of your offensive linemen, you know, take them out. If you go to dinner, bye. Have you seen that play out in, in real life, whether it's from college to the pros? Yeah, I mean, we're we're always a tight unit, and the quarterbacks are right there with us, running backs, basically everybody. Because I mean, we're if we don't do our job, the play doesn't really work. So, yeah, the camaraderie is definitely there um, with basically everybody. We try to be tight with the whole offense. <clears throat> okay, 
Go ahead, Zach, and then we'll grab Dave. I, I just wanted to, yeah, I wanted to actually pull up Dave's question I saw here. Austin, uh, who's the best or and worst singer on the team? That's interesting. I don't, ooh, I don't know. Hmm. I know Jerry Judy's got some good raps. He's been he's been making a little bit of music. He's pretty good at that. Not true luck. I don't know that rapping Jeezy. I, don't, I mean, yeah, that's good. That that's that's awesome. I don't know that I've heard him actually sing it where I can hear his voice. Though. <laughs> he's kind of pumping. Um, I don't know. Dalton will break out in some um, Brooks and Dunn every once in a while too, so that's always good. All right, all right. One more on the topic of. Um, gaming. Now, I, I've learned from talking with you and talking with John that you've recently taken up PC gaming. What games do you play? How can fans check out what you're doing as a gamer? And yep. uh, tell, tell them about that. So I basically, I play a lot of Valorant, um, which is kind of a like a shooter. I play a lot of shooters, so like Call of Duty style stuff, um, Fortnite too, just every once in a while. Um, but I'm live on Twitch most days during the offseason, Shloty71. Um, so yeah, check it out. Come say, Hey, we're live most afternoons. I don't know what this means, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> Shloty, battle sage or bulldog sage? It depends on the day, man. Battle sage, battle sage is always good. The bulldog sage is for when we're, we're not feeling too good. Bulldog, the bulldog's a, a gun in, in Valorant that I, I pick up when I'm, when I'm not feeling too good about my shots and it usually brings me back. Okay. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> well, Austin, it has been a gas getting a chance to chat with you, and uh, thanks for making some time for us. And you know, I know uh, once the season starts and training camp next week, you know, things are going to become a whirlwind for you. But just know, we'd love to have you come back on the show at any time you get a moment to breathe. So consider it a uh, open invitation always to to come back on the Huddle Up podcast and spend some time with the Mile High Huddle community. But thank you so much for joining us here tonight. Good luck, best of luck on the season, and I know everyone watching is going to be rooting for you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Austin. All right, guys. Follow Austin on Twitter. Austin S95. And then Michelle, hey? All right, that's wifey? His cooking right. buddy, partner in crime. Yep, yep, the boss. The boss in the kitchen right there. Awesome. Hey, man, we've just been really lucky to have, as the first two player guests on the show, just be really cool, down to earth, fun yeah. to talk to, you know, we, we try not to make these conversations too serious. We like it to feel a little bit different and a little bit more just natural and fun and free flowing. But Austin, man, you could sit and talk to that dude for days because he's, you know, he's one of those guys that has his finger in a lot of cool different things that are that are interesting. So you can take the conversation down a million different paths. Well, it doesn't have to just be football. Now I have to apologize, though, to the Schlopman family. Apparently that's his mom and not his wife. So. My bad. My bad. Mama Schlopman. We appreciate you uh, producing Austin and, and interacting with us tonight and, and raising what is a great man and a great football player. Thank you. Yeah, shout out to Michelle and Don. Uh, I'm sure you're proud of your boy. And Don, seriously, big props to you for building your own guitars. That's very cool. That's a that's a level of guitaring that I that's a I have yet to unlock that. So congrats to you. But yeah, really really cool. And I thought it was interesting what he had to say there, Zach, about you know, one of the um, collateral benefits of being coached by Mike Munchak is one of Austin's long-term ambitions when he's done playing with his playing career is to get into coaching and how much that's helped kind of perhaps set him up to have a leg up when he does finally get into coaching, hopefully many, many years down the road. 
Exactly. Let's see him kick some ass with the Broncos first, and then he'll move on to that part of his career. But based on, you know, just talking to him even before the podcast started, a uh, very intelligent guy, very well-spoken guy, very relatable guy, and just a normal guy that you love to have a beer with. So very much appreciate Austin coming on the show, and the best of luck this coming season. Undeniable. All right, guys, we will uh, shift gears just for a minute here and um, see what's on your mind, guys. If we weren't able to get to any specific topics or questions that you might have had for Austin, forgive us. Time is limited. I mean, this is a professional football player. And, yes, it's still the offseason, but his offseason, he's only got a finite amount left until it's all business every day, 24-7 football, till the season ends. And so he's got things to do. He's got fish to fry. So one day, hopefully, we'll be able to get him back on the show, and then you can swing again. We'll try and get your question then. Zach? Yes. Oh, and here's one like from Dennis. Sorry, Dennis. We, we couldn't get to you, my friend. Appreciate the super chat. Tell you what, Dennis. John uh, can maybe ask that. John, John's been in contact with Austin, and maybe John can see if he can get you, get you an answer on I'm that. I'm going to say Vaughn, though. I mean, yeah. biggest clown in the room, that's always Vaughn Miller in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. Zach, I don't know if you saw this. Oh, let me, let me check. He's uh, – I'm not sure what you're saying, John. Just DM it real quick. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but is there anything to make of Noah Fant not being named in the ESPN coaching slash exec slash no. uh, scouting poll as a top 10 tight end in this league? No, it, it means less than zero to me that uh, another national outlet or another national analyst, you know, uh, a, a skewed a Broncos player from their list. And Noah Fant is a top tight end in the league. And I actually had a tweet earlier today. I said, Noah Fant is going to be a pro bowler in 2021. Watch. And a lot of people interacted with it. A lot of people are thinking the same thing. I'm not putting any stock into what any preseason list that comes out, any talking head, what they're saying right now, any prediction, prognostication, projection. It means nothing to me. I know what the Broncos are about, Chad. You know what the Broncos are about, and we're going to continue espousing that to our audience because we are more plugged in than they were, they will ever will be. They will all see. What I wanted to get from Schlobin one time, and I didn't know, was let him hate. So let him keep <laughs> hating on Noah Fant. They will all see this coming season. I promise you that. There's one thing worth talking about here on this ESPN because it wasn't just a collection of writers or a writer leaving Noah Fant off a top 10 list All right, for what it's worth. This was a poll of NFL execs, coaches, and select scouts. And the top 10 for, for posterity here, let me just run through them, Zach, real quick so everyone knows. Uh, in fact, I'll do a quick share screen and everyone can see this real quick. Let me grab it here. Uh, number one, George Kittle. Two, Travis Kelsey. Three, Darren Waller. Four, Mark Andrews. Dallas Goddard, though. Uh, Hunter Henry, though. I mean, Jonu Smith. It's just – reprehensible. I, I, that's why, Chad, real quick, I know you want to get into what you want to talk about real quick, though. Even though it's an NFL, let's say, employee saying this, if it's a, a scout for the Jaguars, why really care what the hell they have to think? So really, it's one person's opinion. Even though they might work for an NFL team or be involved in the scouting process, it's still their opinion. And to leave Noah Fan off a list that has Dallas Goddard, Hunter Henry, and Jonu Smith is just not surprising. I will say that. Not surprising at all. Here's where it does get interesting, though. All right. So let me see. Where is it? So he was mentioned. He was an honorable mention for whatever that's worth. But here's what an AFC, an anonymous AFC scout said, quote, on the topic of fan, quote, one of the most explosive players on this list, 
I think we will be having a far different conversation about him a year from now. He'll be high on this list. Not quite there yet. Close quote from the AFC scout. Now, Zach, I, I, if we're being honest, I can understand how you could say, hey, look, no fan, you know, he's still in chrysalis. He's still developing. He still hasn't become fully yet what he is probably destined to become. But think of and look at the production that this dude has, has put on the board since arriving in the league and realizing that as a rookie in 2019, he had to catch passes from three different starting quarterbacks as a second-year player. And, he, and then he set Denver Broncos rookie records for a tight end. Then in his second year, Zach, again, had to catch passes from three different quarterbacks his second year. And I just don't understand how, despite that, he gets the production as a, I mean, as you mentioned here, I mean, Dallas Goddard, uh, Hunter Henry, I would even say TJ Hawkinson at number five. Really? For real. I mean, I like Hawkinson, dude. Hawkinson was my son in the 2019 draft. Like you and I, we were there at the combine. We got to hear from both of them. He had a very uh, moving presser at the at the podium at the combine. Did T.J. Hawkinson? I like T.J. Hawkinson, but number five, best tight end in the league. Now again, this is coming from we don't know who these sources are, but they say it's coming from NFL personnel. Yeah. Well, you know, your argument is that Noah Fant hasn't arrived, but someone like Dallas Goddard has arrived. So I pulled up Dallas Goddard stats the last three seasons he's been in the NFL. His best season, he had 607 yards and five touchdowns. I, I mean, that's a guy who's on the top 10 list, but Noah Fant, despite his quarterback play and the yardage he's put up despite all that, he's not on there. It, it, again, it's all subjective to me. And you're right, having TJ Hawkinson, who could be good, who could be great, who could be a top five guy with Jared Goff now in Detroit, a, a check down artist, but he hasn't he hasn't done anything to earn that right as well. TJ Hawkinson is where Noah Fant is, a borderline top 10 guy, but not certainly not top five. And to leave Noah Fant off that list entirely for someone like Dallas Goddard for 600 yards and five touchdowns. Chad, he had 500 yards and three touchdowns last year. How, mm-hmm. how could you come to that conclusion? It's beyond me. Look, <clears throat> I think TJ Hawkinson, two, three years from now, he's probably going to be viewed on a level of George Kittle if he gets quality quarterback play. But And he did get a Pro Bowl. He did make it to the Pro Bowl in 2020 to TJ Hawkinson. But do you still have the stat pulled up for Goddard, what he did last I year? just closed it. It was 500 and something yards and three touchdowns. Okay. Let's just real quick, and I don't want to worry on this. Button. 524 and three on 46 catches. 524, 46 catches, 524, three touchdowns. Yep. Let's, let's compare that to Noah Fant in year two. Uh, 62 catches, 673 yards, and similar three scores. And that was only in – he appeared in 15 games, started 14. He, did, he was a little bit banged up at a couple of different points in the year. So, again, guys, it's nothing – you know, this time of year, if this was the season and a poll came out like this, maybe we'd mention it on the show. This time of year, there's nothing happening. It, it irks us a little bit, but it's just, as Zach likes to say, it's fuel. Let them hate. I, I have a feeling that Noah Fant has a little something coming for everybody in 2021. He'll be a pro bowler this year. And the only difference is, Chad, the reason why Dallas Goddard's on this list and the reason why Noah Fant is not is because Dallas Goddard does not play for the Denver Broncos. And Noah Fant plays for the Denver Broncos. It's not conspiracy. It's not opinion. There is a legitimate Broncos bias out there. And the only way they're going to dispel that and change that as soon as this season is by winning. And they will all see, though. Even with Pat Shermer holding Noah Fant back, he is in line to blossom. 
and I cannot wait for all these talking heads and apparently coaches in the NFL and scouts that are devaluing Noah Fan to see what he's really capable of. Hey, shout out to Stumi. Thank you for the super sticker, my friend. You know, it means a lot to us. It's good to see you back in the chat, my brother. Um, All right, let me see. There's a couple more down here past Dennis, and then we'll see where we're at. We're at 28 minutes. Uh, Let's grab Kane, living descendant of Billy the Kid, in the house. What's up, Kane? Speaking of beer, what do you guys prefer to toss back after a long day of following Bronco football? Here's the actual sticker, also from Seth Harmon. Thank you, Seth. Hype it up, dude. That's right. Bring the house down. Appreciate you. Um, What do you guys prefer to toss back after a long day of following Bronco football? Being from Texas, uh, Shiner is king here. Hashtag state of being. Zach, do you have a preferred adult beverage? Yeah, Coors Light Hard Seltzer. Word to our previous sponsor, yeah. Uh, No, I mean, I'm more of a cocktail guy. I I like beer, but I'm more of a cocktail guy, more of a vodka gin kind of guy. But I used to drink Yingling pretty easily. That was an easy uh, beer to throw back. Um, I'll drink Bud. I'll drink Coors. I'm pretty uh, uh, simple when it comes to that kind of thing. You know, I really don't drink much, to be honest with you. Uh, But if I do, it's at a tailgate or I might kick back, you know, every once in a blue moon. And if I'm drinking beer, it's probably something like, uh, Sam Adams or something like that. If I drink any kind of adult beverage, I'm drinking whiskey. But kids, don't drink. Don't don't drink. All right, that's a message from your football priest. Stay away from it. Adults, you know the drill. Drink responsibly. <laughs> don't drink in pod. That's right. And we this is not something we do on this show. All right, we keep it no. straight. Zach and I. All right, guys. Cool question though. Um, there's Stu Meat sticker. Yep, he's got his. Uh, he's he's just floor jaw to the floor. Very cool. Appreciate you, Stu. Let me see where we're at here, real quick, because guys, there's not a whole heck of a lot. I mean, we could go down. Hold up, you saw no effects where, Luis, this year or have they played a show in 2021, dude? I bet you I've seen no effects 25 times. No lie. Um. All right. Let me see here. Zach, if there's anything pertinent, you know. I'm I mean, just reading the responses to everyone's favorite drink. You know, we see Michaela likes wine. Black Knight likes Grey Goose. Uh, Dave from Georgia likes Miller High Life. Clifton likes Hennessy. I mean, we're getting increasingly off the rails here. Uh, this is what a July 19th podcast, uh, you know, devolves into. I'm here for it. I'm a Johnny Walker Red. That's me. Edward, what up, dude? Good to see you. He says, showing some love. Hit the like button. Thanks, Chad and Zach. Denver Broncos for life. Lock 2020. Man, it's a mouthful getting all his hashtags out, but I love it. Let him hate. State of being. Appreciate you, Edward. And we'll look forward to seeing you not today, not tomorrow, but the next day. Appreciate you, Ed. And I'm still on the subject. EJ mentioned these are not the manliest drink to order, but if they're in front of me, they are so good. Love White Russians. Shout out, Big Lebowski. Let's go. Not the rug, man. That rug, though, it really did tie the room together, did it not? Let's go. Um, oh, hold up. Aaron, I bought Fat Mike a pina colada in Vegas. Very cool. Yeah. If you catch him at the right time, he can be a pretty cool cat for what it's worth. Fat Mike, for what it's worth, guys, that's the singer, songwriter of, of the melodic punk band, No Effects. You guys are speaking my language tonight. Colt 45, Richard Trujillo. <laughs> Dangerous. All right. All right. Okay, let me just see real quick, Zach, before we uh, start winding things down. There was something I wanted to – we talked about 
Watson yesterday. Let me grab this. All right, so the Denver Broncos, in case you guys missed it, um, the suit that was brought by Beth Bowen-Wallace and her sibling, Amy Clemmer, challenging that Pat Bowen was in no state of mind to execute his trust and all that stuff back in 09 when it was codified and whatnot, was thrown out. Uh, not just thrown out, it was dismissed. There was a time, it was suspended for a minute. I'm, I'm trying to remember the words initially, but then it was summarily dismissed. And so everyone's wondering what this means now. And Bob had a really, Bob Morris had a really good article on this subject today, Zach, at milehighhuddle.com. Hopefully you guys have checked that out. If you haven't, it is absolutely worth a read. Okay. What does the recent lawsuit being dismissed? What does it mean for Broncos ownership future? After reading this and some of what uh, Woody Page of the Colorado Springs Gazette had to say, I'm not quite feeling as matter of course that this team is going to get sold. It now kind of feels like perhaps it's going to end up going to Brittany. But one thing that is brought up here, and that's that's no guarantee, guys. I'm just telling you, it feels like, hey, don't just just don't just plan on the team is getting sold. That's kind of what the vibe was coming out of. Uh, when when the case first got suspended, some of the insiders feeling like it was going that way. But she also has, Brittany, if she were to be the owner, if they were her siblings were to fall in line and say, yes, let's make it, uh, let's make it Brittany, she still needs a couple of more years in an executive um, administrative role with the team before she would technically, Zach, qualify under her dad's strictures and, and requirements for which of his kids take over the team. Yeah, it's, it's still a bunch of legalese, and uh, there's still a long ways to go, I believe, in the courts. But like you said, there's it's not a, a full, uh, full-blown full conclusion that they're going to be sold to an outside suitor like a Bezos or a Robert Smith or whoever else. Uh, Brittany Bolin is still kind of being positioned by some camp, either the trust or, or, or the Bolin family as the successor to take over. But you're right. I mean, or the, one of the comments that that was right, the way they're framing Pat now as an incompetent and as this guy who had no business being in charge of the team uh, when his illness started to set in, it's, it's, it's disrespectful, I think, to the legacy of Pat Bolin. And it's become a matter of money and a matter of power and a matter of ego. And that's, I think, uh, pretty sad for Denver. No doubt. No doubt. All will be known in due time on that front, guys. But as Bob closes out here, kind of echoing Paige, uh, if Brittany were to become owner, it wouldn't happen for a while because she must serve for three more years as in administrative positions before she could be named owner. And then Paige also cited the Kansas City Chiefs as a possible comparison for where the Broncos could go from here because after Lamar Hunt died, his four children inherited ownership of the team, and then they selected Clark Hunt to be the chairman. And so it's possible, Bob writes, with Ellis intending to step down as CEO as soon as 2022, the Bowen children could choose to keep the team, then elect one of them as CEO. Only time will tell what happens next, but no Broncos fans should rule anything out at this point. While the lawsuit dismissal doesn't guarantee that stays with the Bowen family, it doesn't close the door either. I think we can close one door, though, and that's Johnny Bowen owning the team. That's the yeah. one of the Bowen kids. not going to have it. No so. doubt. All right, I see a couple of more, and then – we're going to say goodnight, uh, including Sam Bam. Thank you for the second super chat, my friend. He says, hey, any update on some of the injuries? Cortland, Mike Purcell, Okawebunam, or are we not going to know until camp starts? So Cortland is uh, – the last I heard on the subject, Zach, is he was – he's feeling better. He's not quite to 100%. Uh, 
Uh, but he was out there participating in much of OTAs on the field, doing his thing, running his individual. Um, so I think it's one of those things where Zach Cortland Sutton is going to be eased back in at the beginning of the year. Once you march through the first quarter of the season, you, you'll basically see Cortland back in full effect. Purcell, from my understanding, is on schedule. Alberto, um, that's the one I'm not sure about, but we've heard him say on record, I, uh, it wasn't recently, but it was April-ish that he has not only not suffered any setbacks in his recovery, but he might even be a little bit ahead of schedule. And then Vaughn, you had the report, what did he classify himself as, 94%, 96%, something like that? Yeah, the extra 6% he's in, he says will come with the preseason and doing more alive reps. Vaughn is no problem there. And the good thing about the players that we just talked about, they all suffered really non-career-threatening injuries. These weren't Liz Franks. These weren't Achilles. These were mostly ACLs or knee injuries, and they were serious. But technology nowadays and the medical uh, progress they've made in the NFL, they make these injuries easy to come back from. And look at Bradley Chubb last year. Torn ACL, it was a little bit of rust to start the year, but by midseason, we were starting to see the Bradley Chubb of old. So with a player like Cortland Sutton, maybe in the first couple weeks, we would see some sort of lag or rust, but by week three, Mile I Huddle Meetup, by the way, we should start seeing the old Cortland Sutton back to full force. All right. All right. Let's grab this one here from Corey H. Thank you, Corey. It's good to see you, my friend. Appreciate the generosity. I hate to say I told you guys so, but I tried telling you guys this last time and you kind of jumped on me. Everything points to keeping it with Brittany. I don't feel like we jumped on you, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I'll tell you this, man. I hope it stays with the bones. And I've told you that from the very beginning. I hope they find a way for it to stick. All we were telling you is basically what we were hearing, what our feeling on it was. And the recent reporting, whether it's from, Woody Page, Bob Morris, I know even Nikki Javala, even though she's no longer covering the Broncos, she's touched on a lot of these issues. It now feels, Zach, more like a 50-50 toss-up. Could go either yeah. way. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely getting there. And uh, I wasn't jumping on anyone for recommending any certain person or saying the team could be sold. But you have to balance us, and I say us meaning Broncos country. I'm not speaking for everyone. Us wanting the Broncos to remain in the bowl and family and – us wanting the Broncos to be in the best possible hands. If it's Brittany Bolin, I don't want a power clash to be preventing her from doing the best thing she could do to improve the Broncos franchise. So if it's an outside suitor, if that outside suitor would dedicate his investment into making the Broncos a championship contender with no baggage and no legal strings to be pulled, I can get on board with that as well. We got a question here. Amen, by the way, from Zebulon. What's up, bro? Have you guys ever been starstruck doing your jobs, interviewing or meeting a player? Let me let me just let my hair down on this just for a second because my first time actually being in the field where you're really engaging with players and GMs and coaches and all that, I went from the blogger world to reporter guy world, all that stuff, uh, on, in the 2015 Senior Bowl, all right? And one day, for maybe for our premium members when we roll out our YouTube membership, uh, I'll, I'll say this for them, but... I had the opportunity in a very awkward, forced situation to meet John Elway, shake his hand and all that stuff. Zach knows the story. story. John knows the story. It's a great story. (laughs) (laughs) Someday I'll tell those of you who are our most dedicated audience the story. That's the only time I've ever personally really been, had my, my feathers ruffled. But on that note, Zach, I just want to tell everybody. When Zach and I met up for the 2019 Combine, you know, it was uh, really fun and cool to see because Zach 
was like a duck to water. This hmm. cat immediately, dude, like shouldering up into the scrum at the podium, firing off questions without any compunction. All right, John Lynch, uh, Pete Carroll. I'm trying to think of them all. But it was like I was, I was, you know, proud and just stoked to see him rocking it. Not even sweating at all, dude. Like this was, hey, man, you know, water is wet. I'm Zach Kelberman. I'm going to ask this dude a question. So in certain situations, like that Elway one, one day I'll tell the story. I was a little, uh, you know, starstruck somewhat, not completely slobber knockered to where I was paralyzed. But I didn't ever see that from Zach. And we saw about everybody you can think of and talk to about everyone you can think of in, in, at the combine that year. I appreciate that, Chad. I was going to say when we met Steve Atwater and we just had a conversation with him, I, I was a little taken back because you're in the midst of a franchise legend and he's so relatable and such a nice guy. Um, I do I appreciate what you were saying there. I think Pete Carroll hates me for asking about Paxton Lynch. That will never change. Um, but in terms of being starstruck, I mean, those of us who did this in college, we already had the interaction with players and kind of breaking that barrier. I will say walking into the combine, though, which is pretty much like Disneyland for us, uh, you know, those of us doing this, NFL reporters, it is truly remarkable when you're in that little area and everyone from Adam Schefter to John Elway to Ian Rappaport, who's about this tall, they're all in front of you. So in that sense, you're taken back for a second, but starstruck. I try to be professional and I try to be, you know, aggressive. And I think I, you know, like Chad said, that's a, it's the best of both worlds. It is surprising though, when you get to these events and you realize that a lot of these talking heads, not so much players, you know what players measurables are, but sometimes you'll, you'll meet a player in person and you know what their measurables are six, three, you know, two ninety, <clears throat> And you're like, man, you don't seem like you're six, three, two ninety, or the opposite. Right. But uh, a lot of these guys, especially in media, are a lot shorter than you might surmise when you meet them in person. Always very interesting. Shout out here to the star senders from tonight. Appreciate you guys. Andrew, Gary Leeds Palmer, what up? Travis, what up? Zebulon, Lewis, what's up, guys? Appreciate your star support. That's helping us inch ever closer to our goal of 500,000 stars on Facebook. When we reach it, we're giving away a Von Miller jersey, and, though, and it's only going to go the raffle to the people who were starring the entire time that contributed to that 500,000. So the more times you star, the more tickets, so to speak, of your name gets put into the hat. So appreciate you guys. Um, and then, Zach, here's Dale Hendricks. And then I think we can dip on out of here. Oh, no, we got the queen. Austin, uh, excuse me, from Dale. Awesome. Austin, welcome to Broncos country. Dale, sorry that we couldn't get to you while Austin was still on the show, but uh, hopefully, hopefully he'll hear you. Yeah, we'll get the message back to him. I'm sure John will, but uh, appreciate you tuning in, Dale. Oh, wait. We also have Diamond Rattler. All right, let me grab Diamond Rattler. No question, just a, a support. Thank you. Thank you, Diamond. Good to see you, my friend. Whoop. It's all good. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. I will be wearing that uh, that uh, necklace that you made at some point during our meet and greet on September 26th. I don't know that I'm going to wear it the whole time, but I will be sporting that thing, all right, in all its glory. Good to see you. Thank you. The Queen. Top rope, Christy, we've missed you. How you been? Thank you so much for the support. You know, we appreciate you and hope you've had a great summer. God, that feeling of being whole again just washed over me. It's not, it's seriously not a huddle up podcast without Christy's, you know, dropping in and being so supportive. We love you so much, Christy. Thank you so, so much. All right, guys. With that, I know it's we're 44 minutes in, but hey, we had ourselves a show. Got to talk to Austin, got to answer some of your questions, a couple different weird topics because you guys are weirdos and just like us and we love it. But uh, we're off tomorrow night. 
you'll have building the Broncos for Tuesday. And then we'll be back in the saddle Wednesday. We're going to have Ed Keating on for our superstar segment. So look forward to that. And Zach, have a great start to your week, bro. And sign us off. Uh, you as well, Chad, John. And uh, if Austin's still listening, thank you very, very much, Mr. Schlotman, for coming on tonight. This is the Huddle Up Podcast. Be sure to follow the Huddle Up Podcast on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. You can follow the main account at Mile High Huddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. You can follow me at Kelberman NFL. You can follow the beast, Buana Beast, at John KMHH. Guys, if you haven't already, go to huddleuppod.com and get your swag on. The banner's kind of moved around a little bit, Chad, in order, so that's kind of weird. threw me off. HuddleUpPod.com, get your shirts, get your hats, get your merchandise. We appreciate each and every one of you. Also, Facebook.com slash MileHighHuddlePod. Like the page, follow the page, and also Facebook.com slash MileHighHuddle. Difference there. Become a supporter. Big blue button. Exclusive content. More coming soon. We appreciate you. If you can't do any of those, though, we totally understand and respect it. We ask three things that take five seconds. Subscribe, like, and share. Helps us grow and reach a new audience like you wouldn't believe, and we love each and every one of you for doing that. We are off to Tomorrow night, uh, we'll be back on Wednesday night, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern with Mr. Ed Keating. Take care, guys. And as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.